Hey, Paddle Enthusiasts, welcome to Paddle Smash Academy. My name is Sez, Paddle Club owner and entrepreneur. Next to me is Julian, Paddle Master Coach, and we're all about paddle. Whether you're new to the sport or an experienced player, you've come to the right place. Our goal is to provide you with paddle news, tournament outcomes, product reviews, and video lessons to take your game to the next level. So grab your paddle and let's get started at Paddle Smash Academy. Let's talk about clubs, right? So let's talk about um, let's talk about reserve paddle. I've already played there like three or four times. I love it. I mean, uh, number one, you get a cooler breeze in the night. People talk about wind, this and that, but I really don't don't feel it there, you know, especially when you're doing laps. Um, the environment is is great. I mean, I just I just I just love it, you know. But is it practical? You know, who are they marketing to? You know, um, how much do they charge? Well, they're charging. If you're a non-member, they're charging forty dollars per person. Uh, per person for okay? an and hour and a half. That's an hour and a half, and then they they charge you an extra ten dollars. You know, if you're if you're a non-member. So you're paying fifty dollars per person. So it's two hundred dollars for an hour and a half. Yeah, that's yeah. pretty steep. It is steep, but I mean, if you look at the real estate and you look at Paddle House uh, in New York, uh, they're they're same. They're the same price. Um, you know, I, I think it's it's not necessarily that it's steep. I think it's who who's their market. Yeah. I mean, who, who who's who's their market? Who who are they marketing to? Right. I guess it has to be with people that can afford it. Right. The the you know the affluent um, uh, players. But are there any affluent players? And if there is, you know, is it enough to create a demand um right now i don't i don't think there is no I, I, I think there's you know the market here is you know the the anywhere from 27 to 37 maximum uh and that's the majority right they're they're trying to market uh people who are affluent and they may will they may come once in a while but they're not playing paddle every day or every other day uh i mean that's a small niche and like i said is that enough to you know to make this you know viable and can they can they create a business out of this it's it's going to be an, a pretty interesting experiment uh what they're doing at the reserve and and let me ask one thing membership how how does it work with the membership okay how so, much do they charge you so it's five thousand dollars right so per I, year well or just one time i'm not sure see this is all okay. kind of new so they have i guess a temporary uh permit so they'll be there five months and you know this all these things could be uh, you know, um, confirmed, hopefully when we interview, um, you know, uh, reserve paddle, but so, so uh, let's just clarify. So the reserve is going to supposedly that's for, for what we know, it's going to be there for only for five months. Yeah. Well, it's a temporary, I, I, a temporary. I think they're going to try to get an extension for another okay. six months. So let's just say they don't get that, you know, you're, you're at about $5,000 for five months, right? And um, then you got to look at the benefits. What are the benefits? So let's talk about that. Number one, you pay ten dollars less, you know, uh, on 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 the on the on the court. So it's forty dollars. Okay? okay. So now you're kind of, you know, getting down to where everybody are because ultra is thirty seven, right? So we're almost yeah, but there, you, right? you're out of your pocket already five thousand down, right? Right. So that but but you got to look at the real estate. I mean, when you're playing and you see the nice view, I mean, is that worth five thousand dollars? Too many? Yes, but maybe too many. People who just want to play paddle, maybe no. And that's probably the majority. Uh, I, I, I love it. I, I like it. Um, so then other benefits uh, would be that you can um, reserve the court uh, earlier. So um, within any time, I think a one week or two weeks ahead. So if you're a non-member, 
you can only reserve the the, the court uh, one day ahead. And uh, I've been reserving courts, and I haven't had much difficulty reserving courts, you know, uh, at prime time after five or after seven. So what platform do you use to reserve the courts? They have their own. They they go straight to uh, uh you go straight to their website. So they okay. have their own, which you know. So I, they don't use Playtomic no, or Play by no. Court. And I applaud them for. I mean, I think it's you know it's unique. I mean. It has its pros and cons always using everybody's uh, uh, third party platforms or your own. There's always pros and cons. You have a little more control when you're using your own platform, but then you're not grouped together with all the other clubs and so forth. So um, I, I don't mind using their, their, their what do you call it? But, you know, they have some good, um, you know, some good uh, uh, um, coaches there. I mean, they have um, they have Gabby and they have um, Juani and. And when I was there during the day, I took a class. Uh, well, they have Willie too. And Willie too, yeah, exactly. Um, and but I'm not sure. I mean, uh, are they going to be there for five months? I mean, do you know how much they charge for the lesson? Yeah, yeah. So it's 150 dollars for a lesson. For a lesson. Wow. And I think that's how they brought them in because you know that's yeah. money talks, right? Yeah. <laughs> so so here's the question that we have to think about. So okay, let's say I want to be a member of the reserve. So I got to come up with five thousand dollars. Yeah. Right. And now instead of paying fifty dollars an hour, I'm paying forty. So the court time is one hundred and sixty compared to two hundred. And then I'm competing with uh, Winwood seven minutes away, which is one hundred dollars for hour and a half, or twenty five bucks, or a little bit less than that. And also Ultra, which is about maybe twelve minutes away, which is a little bit higher, right, than Winwood. Yeah. So I th- I think that's the whole thing. Um. It. it it's a different market. Yes. I think they're trying to focus on, on a niche, a, a small market, which is the affluent paddle player. Yes. The one who wants to go to a nice uh, country club or, or like a nice private club like you would have in the Gables Tennis Club. And, and that's what they're focusing on. Um, and I, th- I think there is a demand for that, you know. Um, but it's... Uh, you know how many it's not the majority yes you know so can can this company survive on on the memberships and and, and it will filling be, up the courts yeah it will be interesting what happens as a financial you know business plan i mean if five months down the road uh if they get first of all if they get how many members they get to pay five thousand dollars up front on top of the forty dollars that you have to pay per court or 160 per court um, it will be very interesting what, what's happening, so how it's going to be evolving. I, I, I think, it, you know, this should have been like an approach that I forget what it's called, but, you know, a lot of uh, tech companies use is, is getting your, your members or subscribers first yes. and then afterwards trying to figure out how to, you know, uh, create revenue. For yeah. It. And I think, um, and, you know, this is this is just a different model, right? Yeah. So it may or may not work, but this is just what I would uh, think: is uh, get everybody there first, you know, and be competitive with whatever's around there. Even though you're gonna be in the red, you know, for the first quarter, but you have people there, right? They're experiencing it. Once they're there, it's hard for them not to be there, right? So if you go to five or six different clubs and you go to the best one, best view, and just best club you're not gonna want to now go to the other clubs again so that's something that i would have probably done um and then at that point create benefits right so create let's say a nice uh 
clubhouse when it comes to let's just say the showering and stuff like that so if your only members can go there right um create like once a month uh events that only members are invited to um create certain tournaments that only members are invited to um certain things that creating those little benefits so then at at one point you know you may get people who want to convert over to that but at least you get people there so yes. it feels like a demand right so there now you're converting people to these memberships and once you create that demand where you have enough memberships then you can increase the price on a non-membership part to try to sway them over um so but, so, but that's always easier said than done <laughs> so let, let me ask one thing you think uh from your point of view as a business uh business person and all that you think it's sustainable maintaining that level of you know charging people and charging fees and all that because let me give, uh, ask you let's say now they're in the projects maybe 10 15 new clubs coming up in the south florida area let's say now we have a club of charging 80 90 dollars for i want to have now you know driving five more minutes one way or the other now you're saving 40 50 60 dollars every time you play that could be for the majority of the paddle players that's a big difference don't you think so yeah i, I think that's a key word sustainable i mean that's a great word for this is it sustainable short term i would say no uh long term yeah because the thing is who they're f focusing on is is uh, affluent uh people who play paddle a and they may not play paddle that's the yes. thing so converting them educating them to play paddle um takes time you know, uh, you can obviously see that here with Wynwood and yeah. the other clubs in Real Paddle. It wasn't always that there wasn't demand. It was that converting people to play paddle. So you need people in there to get new players to come in and continue to come in and really get addicted to this game because this game is very addictive. Um, you know, but but one of the things, and because of my 20 plus years as a club, club management in the business of club management, the whole thing starts with who's managing the club, yeah. who brings the people through the door, who creates all the, those experiences. And that's the key and what I see the biggest gap here with a lot of people trying to put up new paddle clubs. You know, you, you're building the circus, but if you don't have a good conductor, people will not come. If you don't create the entertainment, people will not come through the door. And, and that's the most important secret. It's like you having the best location, the best restaurant, but if you don't have the chef, they won't be coming because you won't be serving good food. So that's the key, you know, that's the key ingredient when you have, when you set up the whole circus. And who's in, who's the one in charge now running the whole circus? That's, that's my question. A hundred percent. I don't have anybody that I think is really running that. I mean, they did just did a, did a tournament, um, last weekend but that was i believe um a private little tournament that uh, one person organizes but i don't, I don't think they they work there um but that that is a hundred percent what you're saying and some and for a club like that you would need somebody managing that is you know an ex player or somebody that is really high level player yes because i mean uh, you just couldn't put anybody in there <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but, but let me, the, here's the biggest misconception, and I'm telling you for experience. For you to be a good club manager, you don't have to be a good player. You have to know exactly what the club needs. You know what I mean? A hundred percent. 
But I believe for the people who they're trying to market to, I think they do. Because these are affluent people. Their expectations are a lot higher. But you, you might have good coaches. You mm-hmm. could have good, excellent, top-level coaches. Yeah. But I'm talking about the, the person above them. Yeah. has to be the one who sets up the team and said, okay, you guys run these clinics. You run these tournaments. You run these events mm-hmm. and bring the people in. I'm the one who's putting the face, yeah. setting up the ideas. And the, the, like everything, everything has to have a, a mission and a vision. Yeah, yeah. And that's where you want to take it, I think. No, you're, you're 100% right on that. But I, I think the people that they're trying to market you know, are the people who want the best of everything. They want the best location. Yes. They want the best paddle records. They want this. Money's not really a concern. So for them to say, hey, look, I play for, you know, or play with this X player that is like this and this, I think that's going to draw in the people that yes. they're marketing to. Yeah. But of course, they definitely have to have some experience in, in management. I mean, because yeah. that's also key too. You know, if, if, if they have the name, but they, you know, they don't know how to manage or don't want to manage or believe they're too you know good to manage then that's not going to work either yeah. so there has to be a good compromise there but i i think that's going to be helpful for the people they want to you know market to but you're right they don't have anybody there yeah and and at the end of the day you just want to fill up those courts so will there will they change your model will they lower the 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 membership fee um will they give maybe more benefits they keep the membership fee and give more benefits maybe uh it will be less maybe it will be compared you know they drop it down to 27 dollars yeah a person yeah. you know and that may make a little bit more sense yeah um will, will they add more benefits i think that's i think that's key yeah. um but i believe they should they should focus a little bit on the market the majority of the market and try and exactly. try to slowly convert them over yeah. to membership and i think they will. I think certain people will. But that dramatic and drastic, this is what it is, this is what it is, is too much a shock. It's, it's well, a shock. Yes, them. I think that, that six months mark uh, uh, for any business, especially a paddle business, it's crucial for you to start mm-hmm. looking at the numbers. Yeah. And if the numbers, there makes sense. You know, how much money coming in compared to how much money coming out. And, and like you just said, if things don't work out at you know, $50, $60 for an hour and a half per person, now you're going to have to drop the price because at the end of the day, it's all about volume. Yeah. You know, the more people yes. you get through the door, yes. the more money you will make. I'd rather yes. make 27 than make 40 and have the empty courts. Yeah, and you can convert that later. Yeah. I mean, you exactly. take the loss for the first, second, third quarter. Yeah. But then once you have the people there, you can start now reducing that loss. Exactly. And creating other opportunities to, you know, uh, you know, uh, to revenue yes you know um so uh that would have been i think a better strategy but you know these guys know what they're doing so yes you know i could they're, be, they're way, I, I could be and, way off yeah well <laughs> with our podcast i mean we're trying to help as much as possible and give our you know two cents and our point of view and i think we we also take questions and things like that let me ask one thing that the second player you know he's a top player he's the the, the rafa nadal or the Djokovic. Now let's talk about the, the the second club, Ultra. Have you had a chance to play there? Yeah, yeah, uh, I, I love it. But before we get to there, I want to just talk a little bit, uh, another experience I've had at, at the reserve. You know, I went to play on a Friday and they had, you know, a grill going. They had a DJ. It was like, it was awesome. 
I mean, I was like, I loved it. I was like, this is the club for me. <laughs> uh, and I actually played on one of their courts, which is right next to all of that. And I didn't mind. I kind of loved it. I loved the music. I was just playing. But what I saw was that while I was playing, the majority of those people didn't really even ever play paddle. They were just, like clueless. They, you know, just, they asked me all these questions and that obviously they they they've never played. Yeah. So, you know, that was a decent event. I mean, it must have cost them some type of money. Are they going to be able to convert these people that they drew in to play paddle? Yeah. You know, that's the biggest thing. Um, and I'm not sure. Let me ask you, how do you convert them? I think you need a major player there, which is are the coaches. I, and I mean, you have to have good coaches to convert or to create new paddle players. I th I think um, I'm not sure. I think it's a, it's a lot easier to convert the majority to and uh, in, in, in to to uh, to this club than educate uh, um, the market that they're trying to get and then bring over the paddle. Yeah, um, that's what I I believe. Um, because it'll take a lot longer to do that. Of course. These pedal players, the majority have already, they're already playing every day. Yeah. They've already been educated on it. Yeah. You know, get them to come over. And then once you make these adjustments, some of them will leave, but a lot of them will stay. Yeah. Um, that's a lot easier than trying to educate, you know, trying to create parties, trying to get these things, get them, getting them there and then trying to retain them and get them educated on playing paddle. Uh, they may go once for some pictures and stuff, but then are they, are they really passionate? But, you know, I'll give you a good example. Remember the World Paddle Tour in Miami? Yes. Right. So um, I think you had 20,000 people there or 15,000 people there. About, yeah, 15,000, I think. About 10 to 12,000 people were in the VIP bar. They weren't even watching the game. Yeah. And you probably had three 3,000 people watching the game. And that was a big thing because they, they were so upset. The players were so loud. So those people are probably the same people they're trying to market. And they don't really care about paddle. They so care it, about more of a social Yeah, event. the social what's aspect. The, what's the new, newest thing? Yeah. So can you retain some of those people? Yeah, they probably did, but a real small percentage. Of yeah. Them, you know, so the people who loved it were there watching and maybe 3% or 5% were affluent, yeah. right? You know, and the rest were just normal, everyday players. It's who play. going to be very, very interesting, you know, how it hits the bottom line and see if if, if makes a business good business sense. But, you know, it, it's for us, paddleists and, and crazy about paddle. And, and, and it's life. It's life. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, the more clubs, the better it is. And some they're going to survive and other ones they will evolve into something else well these guys are business people man. yeah they didn't know what they're doing so you know you know they, they're going to adapt and change uh, mo uh, models uh you know if they want yeah. to make, make this thing work yeah if if they have to compromise too much then they're going to move on yeah because maybe this is not the spot because yeah. they have their their views on what they want yeah you know and that you know, they're, they're not going to compromise too, too much, you yeah. know, to compromise, the, you know, their, their end goal. Yeah. So maybe this is not the right spot. Maybe. But this is the only spot people play paddle. Yeah. Most in Miami. Yeah. You know, so. It is. Um, all right. So now we're going to talk about ultra, right? Yes. Um, I love ultra, man. I mean, I think the setup is is awesome. I mean, you going to have you played yet? There? I did play okay, many isn't times. It awesome? there. Yeah, like, it's just beautiful. You have the outside courts. You have the inside courts. You got yeah. four now there. Um, you have a place to sit down. 
Um, it's just, it just looks awesome. Yeah. I love the garage doors and they open up, uh, you have places to sit down. I mean, it's, it's, it's bigger, yeah. you know, more room, yeah. you know, I heard they're going to put pickle courts there as well. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know if there's anybody organizing yet too much. I think Fernando's organizing it a little bit on some of the games on Saturdays or Sundays. Um, but again, I think it's, it's what you talked about, um, having a good manager there, bringing yeah. people in, not just for advanced players, but for also intermediate and beginners and just everyone in general, you need that structure there to bring people in and get them addicted. Really? Yes. Uh, and, and let me tell you for, for an experience, uh, where you can make the huge difference is from the intermediates and the beginners. Yeah. The advanced, they already think that they're too good and they don't need the coaching and all that. You got but it. We might, you know, but the intermediates is that that's where you have the big bulk where you can really monetize it and 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 bring your club to the next level. You're 100 percent correct. The intermediate is where the money's at. Yeah, for the clubs. The intermediates because they're the ones that are excited. They're the ones coming to play. They're the ones grateful. Yeah. For you organizing stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's a big social thing. Once you get to the advance, um, they just want to play with their own group you or play it. with that same level group. Yeah. They don't want to play with the majority, which is advanced. Yeah. Um, no, intermediate. I'm sorry, intermediate, which yeah. is, which is the majority. Right. So that's, uh, yeah, that's a hundred percent. I mean, I, I mean, I, it, you see that everywhere. Yeah. So I think, uh, you know, um, uh, Ultra is is on that path. I think that that's who their market is. I mean, I, I think they're trying to, you know, take the market of uh, Winwood and Real Paddle um, because they're they're still, still kind of close. Um, they How much are they per court? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Okay, so one hundred and sixty something mm-hmm. like that. So it's maybe ten dollars more than uh, Real and um, and and Winwood. Winwood's one hundred dollars, correct? Uh, I think it's 27 per person. Yeah, per person. Yeah, 27 per person. So, I mean, it's I've, I've always felt like prices are going to start coming up. You know, I mean, you have inflation. I mean, uh, I, I thought I thought Winwood and what do you call we're going to bring bring the price up. But I think they would have to add a little bit more. Like I think Real Paddle just changed their 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 um, their turf, which is a good thing. That was an opportunity maybe to bring up the price a little bit. They will. Um, no, they ha- they haven't changed it. Yeah, they, they did real paddle. Oh, real paddle. Real I'm paddle, sorry. Yeah, I yeah. thought you were talking about Winwood. Yeah. No, I think if maybe Winwood is something like that. Um, well, let me, let me tell you, can... I played a tournament at Real and it wasn't it wasn't that good of experience. I think. Oh, with the new with the new turf. With the new turf. Yeah. It's a little slower. I mean, when you get new turf, it's always kind of like takes time. I mean, it's thicker. It's balls a little slower. Yeah. But every every court's different. Yeah. Um, you know, so you just have to adjust, you know, some are slower than others. Honestly, I like Winwood because it's faster. Yeah. But there's a lot of dead spots there. Yeah. So you have to like play the court, <laughs> you know. So, you know, you got real paddle, which is slower, right? Um, but you don't get as many, you don't get flat spots, right? But and then, you know, so every court's a little different, you know, and you just kind of have to, you know, adjust. It's like, you know, when you're playing a game, you have a ref. A ref are different so you have to play the ref so you're playing really playing the court uh which you know it's just how it is you know but i i you know i like ultra i think they're they're moving into the market of of real and 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 winwood and i think you know i think they're gonna do well 
yeah. is, is there enough uh be, uh, is enough uh, uh, clients or paddle players for all of them? Yeah, oh, yeah. So I think certainly. I think so. Yeah. I think it's a good alternative because before you could like you go to Winwood, you can't get a course, and then you try real paddle, you couldn't get there. And then what other what else you have? Yes. You have open paddle, but just a little bit too far, you know. Um, and then they have four paddles indoors. So now when it comes to the the you know the <laughs> the the summer in in uh, in what do you call it in uh, in in Miami here, and it's brutal. Yeah. You won't play on Saturday, Sunday during the day. You're not playing outdoors. No. You're, going, you're going to open paddle. You're going to uh, to ultra. Yeah, you know, and that my, has a little bit of benefits there. And if it rains, let, let me ask my experience. With the few times that I play indoors at, at ultra, the ceiling is too low. Um, uh, you get condition, you know. Yeah, I mean, you can't do those pincho shots. The, the the glow is real, really high. Yeah. Um, but it's not enough where you can't do a, a a lob. Like I played at paddle house, and that's even a little bit lower. Yeah. Uh, and at open paddle too, I think it's about the same. I didn't, I never hit the hit the ceiling. Never um, in ultra. No, only because you know I played an open paddle too. So once I see the ceiling, I, I adjust. I, I you can't do those high yeah, high, high lobs. rainy lobs. You, you're not that. gonna be able to do yes. that. But you can do lobs yeah. without a doubt. You know, or and you'll change your game too. You'll do more chiquitas and more you know at yeah. the body low balls, and so you have to adjust your game. But um, I didn't have that that issue. But if you're somebody who's constantly, you know, lobbing and that's part of your game, you know, the right side player, and, and you're doing really high ones, then you, you're gonna have to adjust always when it's indoors. Let me ask you. By the way, for all viewers and, and listeners, we're gonna be putting all the information on the on below on our podcast uh, for you to reach out these clubs and all the information, you know, about these clubs, so the links and all that. Without a doubt. I mean, I've got so many questions, so many DMS about, especially about reserve club, um, and, uh, all the, all these questions. And, and I, I, for some reason it's not out there yet, but, um, you can always DM us and yes. we're going to put some more information about, uh, what, you know, our experience and, and what we know. And, and hopefully eventually we'll be able to, uh, get, you know, uh, a couple of these these people here in our video podcast and, For sure. and then clear up things and start talking a little bit more about their model and, and you know, and what their future. Is, yeah. Yeah. Know? And for you guys to benefit from all this, I mean, the, the business, different different uh, business models and, you know, what are the great benefits of each club and, and try to take the paddle game in the United States to, to a whole new level. Yeah. And uh, so let's talk about the other clubs, I guess. We have a real paddle, right? Um uh, they uh they had a, a, a i think a month ago they had a car run into uh yes into i, I their, saw it on instagram <laughs> and i ruined one of their uh their courts and yes. uh i think of a, they have a board up but i'm not sure i think they had to order a new court and i think yeah. it's, it's coming in so uh, it was pretty rough uh, yeah that something was something similar yeah. happened in winwood oh yeah yeah recently or on court eight no a couple of years oh, ago a couple of years ago yeah. okay yeah, yeah yeah and uh and so they also put in new new carpets um they have a lot of silicone on there as well um to try to get the ball to bounce because it's slower so you get a lot of silicone there at the ends of, of the courts and so if that ball hits there it's, it's dead, dead. Yeah. it's dead um but you know uh i think it's gonna take some time you know just to get that that worn worn down and you know and, and you know and be and adjust for what everybody's used to you know um and uh, that's pretty much a, a real paddle, right? Yeah, uh, real paddle. There is not much. I mean, they were the first, you know, the first ones in town, and they've been here for quite a while. Okay, so I do have a little bit of news, but I don't know. You know, again, this is just rumors. Okay, um, there's a lot behind it. Okay, and that was uh, leveled off. Okay, 
and uh, the rumors may be that they may there may be expanding, or they oh, may or, or they may be um, uh, investors coming in or expanding over to that. Um, that's going to be great if they do another four courts there. Um, it'll be great if it's even indoors. Um, that's gonna you know that's gonna be great for downtown or you know close to Winwood downtown. Um, so that's gonna give us another four courts. But again, that's the rumor. I'm not sure 100 if that's true, but it all looks like it is. I mean, they already leveled that building down, and it looks like that. that might, and that and might let happen. me tell you, we heard so many rumors on a daily basis about <laughs> yes. uh, there's a club opening here, <laughs> opening there. We have these investors going on here. So um, actually, last week I just met with a group of investors from from San Francisco. This is happening because they're almost raised almost uh, 80% of the money they're looking for. They're opening a club there in San Francisco in the Bay Area, walking distance to the Golden Bridge uh, Gate. Uh, awesome club. It's going to be beautiful. It's going to be five uh, paddle courts and five pickable courts. Um, it's called the Golden City Paddle Club. And hopefully it will be opening soon and I will be helping them set up and get organized and get the coaches ready and all that. But yeah, there are so many rumors going on. There is another one opening in, in Austin, Texas. Um, uh, a dear friend of mine is it's opening the one in, in, in Texas. Uh, so yes, there are some, uh, I heard there's a group of uh, British investors here locking some uh, lots here to put some uh, more clubs here in, in the Miami area. So there are some exciting news. I haven't seen anything solid yet. The latest one is the reserve. And the one after that is ultra, but besides that, there is uh, many, many rumors, but nothing really, we're not seeing the goods yet. So we got to wait. Yes. Uh, about the rumors. Yeah. Just take the, take it with a grain of salt. Because yes. This is just stuff that we've heard or we've seen. Um, it's not anything concrete, yes. you know? Um, so uh, just like I said, take it with a grain of salt. But we're crossing our fingers because we, we want to make, you know, paddle growth. Yeah. in the in the United States. The more clubs, the more courts, uh, the yes. more paddle players. Yes. I was just at the USTA Tennis Center in Orlando, and I got to play some paddle there. It is a beautiful facility. I mean, it is amazing. Yes, it's huge, right? They have to have four courts there. Yeah, and I played there, and the courts are great. Um, but man, I mean, the tennis, the pickle. I mean, it, it's huge. It's yes. beautiful. It, it's beautiful, I mean, beautiful it's the first place. first time I've ever played there. I'll, by the way, uh, for you guys to know, and I will also, we're going to put the link there, uh, on uh, May 17, 18, and 19th, I will be, I will be at the USA National Campus on, on the paddle courts. I will be giving a, a paddle coacher certifications. I'm part of the uh, PCR, which is uh, an umbrella of the PTR, the Professional Tennis uh, Registry. And now we created the Paddle Coaches Registry. And basically what we're doing is uh, creating and certifying paddle coaches here in the United States because that's one of the things that we're really missing here in, in, in the United States. We're building courts, but we have no good coaches to teach paddle. And you need that balance and you need that, that component for you to make paddle growth in the United States. You might have the course, but if you don't have the teachers or the coaches, you can grow paddle because someone needs to teach these new students how to play paddle. So I'm part of uh, this um, coaching certification. Uh, will be we already have uh, about uh, 15 people sign up for the for the 
uh, the coaching certification. We're going to put the link below um, for you guys. If you know anyone interested in becoming a paddle coach, um, has some great benefits. One of the main benefits is that we provide uh, liability insurance for up to $6 million in case something happens to one of your students or to you inside the paddle court. So that's a great thing for you to have when you're coaching paddle. So uh, another bits for you guys to uh, to take the, your paddle game to the next level. Sounds great. Uh, sounds great, Julian. Um, you can all, always go to our, our, our um, YouTube channel as well. Yes. We have tons yes. of videos there. Um, it's very helpful, especially if you're a beginner, intermediate, even in advance. Um, and I think you make a great point there that, yes, we have all these paddle courts and but, you know, we need good coaches yeah. uh, and we need um, and I think one of the biggest thing is it's affordability, too. I mean, uh, it, it's kind of tough for some, you know, players uh, to to take lessons, you know, um, you know, hundred, hundred and fifty dollars is, is a lot. Uh, I mean, you could take a lot from our videos, uh, you know, on yes. our YouTube, you know, for sure. Academy 305. Uh, and then, of course, you know, finding a good coach, you can, you know, take your pedal game to that next next level. Yeah. And one of the things that we'll be doing in shortly is uh, restructuring our website, the paddleacademy.com, uh, where we're going to be putting all these different resources for you, anything related to paddle. And all the things that we discuss here, we're going to be adding uh, the links and all the information on the website as well. It's a great way for you guys to, you know, to go to the website to, to learn about uh, paddle tips and resources and things like that. And to stay connected in general connected, with, with right. what the news that's going on here in, in Miami and, and through this country about paddle. Um, you know, we're going to have, you know, continue doing lessons there. Um, we're going to do product reviews. Um, you know, uh, we're going to be doing interviews. Um, we're just going to get uh, everybody uh, connected uh, on what's going on paddle and, and, and you know, getting... Uh, people information and news uh, yes. uh, uh, about paddle. Uh, just, just to give you something uh, pretty simple and basic that it happens to me on a weekly basis. Uh, this morning, after one of my clinics, I had one of my students of mine, Andrew, come over to me and said, you know, my elbow is killing me. Um, what do you recommend? What paddle do you recommend for tennis elbows? So we're going to be providing tips about, especially those things, you know, when you get tennis elbow uh, or tennis elbow, we'll call it now paddle elbow. Um, <laughs> how to, what's the right paddle for you when you have paddle elbow, what you should do. You know, my recommendation is always, you don't see any professional paddle players or in, in that case, also tennis players with tennis elbow or paddle elbow. And most of the time you, you get paddle elbow because of a, a technique problem, you know, because of the biomechanics, because you're doing something wrong. The paddle could make it worse. And the paddle also can make it less worse, you know, so the, the, it's a combination of both. You have to have good technique and you have to have a good paddle. How do you get good technique? Taking lessons. Yes. That's the only way for you to start preventing injuries, shoulder, knees, elbows and, and wrist and all that. I, th I think most of the injuries and paddle elbow and all that are, are you're right, is this technique. They're not really hitting the shot correctly. Exactly. That's number one. That's the majority of it. I mean, you can also uh, run into uh, with, with paddle uh, rackets. Um, you know, some have a you know smaller sweet spot, so you get vibrations there. So if you're hitting the shot incorrectly and you have 
uh, a pedal that has a small sweet spot, you're gonna get more vibrations, and then you're gonna have issues. Yeah, uh, and then it's uh, and also the foam it, inside the foam make it softer so that absorbs the, the you know the vibrations right. as well. So yes, that's that's another thing. So but then that's a sacrifice, right? So if you want a little more control and power, you know, and that's what everybody kind of wants, you're gonna have a harder foam. And uh, but then, you know, if you have a small sweet spot, you know, if you don't hit it right in that center, you're going to get that vibration. So um, there's there's uh, the compromises there. Thanks for tuning in to Paddle Smash Academy. We hope you find our videos informative and helpful in improving your game and learning all things paddle. And if you haven't already, make sure that you hit that subscribe button and turn on the notifications so you never miss a video from us. So until next time, keep practicing, keep improving and keep on smashing that paddle. See you in the court.